take a deep, long, slow breath in and exhale. And again, inhale and exhale. Finally, inhale and exhale. Welcome to the Mindful Music Pedagogy Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping music educators develop a balanced awareness of what we teach as well as who we teach. My name is Jessica Kebby, and if you like a direct, smart, kind, and sometimes humorous approach to music, education, and wellness, this is the place for you. Welcome to Mindful Music Pedagogy's Musician Interview Series. This episode is the first in a three-part interview series with singer and educator Sarah Tannehill Anderson. Sarah is a Kansas City-based musician and the founder of RaiseYourVoiceKC.com. In this first episode, we talk about Sarah's musical beginnings, her recent venture, Raise Your Voice KC, developing a healthy mindset while practicing, learning to cultivate that same mindset in our students, perfectionism, listening to our own inner voice as musicians, and the importance of surrounding ourselves with mindful people. As can happen in live interviews, we had a few diversions, including an interruption by my cat's electric feeder, and a brief discussion about the distribution of household chores. This episode ends rather abruptly as the interview was conducted like one long, continuous conversation, but it was the best stopping point in terms of content, so please stay tuned for parts two and three as well. Sarah and I couldn't stop smiling and laughing as we talked, and I hope you'll enjoy our conversation as well. Well, hello. This is Jessica Kebby, and um, I get the pleasure today of talking with Sarah Tannehill Anderson, um, a singer in Kansas City, but you've done a lot more than that. So can you tell me a little bit or a lot bit (laughs) about (laughs) uh, your musical experience starting way back from the very beginning. As far back as you went. I was born on a cold day <laughs> in October. <laughs> Were you born in October? Yeah. Oh, Aren't okay. you in October? No. Baby July. Oh, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> um, I thank you for having mm-hmm. me, by the way. And um, I'm excited to talk about this subject because obviously I'm as passionate about it as you are, being a voice teacher and a singer. Um, and before a singer, an instrumentalist, which is how I got started. Um, yeah, I was probably, I think five, maybe six when I started piano lessons from Mrs. Cross. Where was this? sounded frightening, but she really wasn't. (laughs) This was in Jefferson city, Missouri. Okay. And, um, there were basically two big hot stuff piano teachers in Mm -hmm. town And one taught a lot of classical training to become a classical pianist. And there's our kitty cat's electric feeder. And pretty soon we'll hear the cat. Okay, anyway, keep going. We can't be mindful of when to feed the cats. I mean, let's not get that far. Very true. She's mindful of that. Feed yourselves. Um, no, the one pianist was teacher, piano teacher was much more about, um, you know, having concert piano chops. Okay. I was with the other teacher who wanted to teach young pianists how to read music really well, theory, ear training, 
um, how to sight read. Ooh, that's like really good from the beginning. From the beginning, the ear training. Was, she was much more. Mm. She was a church musician, so I mm-hmm. think she was much more interested in us getting work. <laughs> uh huh. Right. Practical. Uh, yeah, yeah, being practical, and so from very early, I knew all my theory. I knew everything you're supposed to know in being a musician. Wow. It's just that I got it at the very beginning. And, um, I'm jealous. Thank you. <laughs> I am. That's I'm nice sorry. I didn't know any of it. me in the piano, by the way. <laughs> I didn't know theory was a thing until I got to college. Oh anyway, man. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I, it, that's actually really nice for people to know out there, listeners to hear, because you're a fantastic concert pianist with the chops of a beast but it Hilarious. doesn't always mean that it, it your right. upbringing, you know, people automatically that. assume that a pianist is like the be all end all. You've well, singers, singers think if I had just taken piano, but there's more to it than that. Right. That is definitely helpful, and I recommend that highly for any singer. But um, I, I was so lucky. To yeah, get that's all really of incredible. That training. Wow. When I started out, I could play by ear. I could play anything by ear. I've got mm. this family that can read any, play any instrument, read anything. So your family is musical? My my dad's side, very, very musical. They could do anything on any instrument. They just couldn't read music. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of ear. That's cool. Natural ear. So I started out with a natural ear, and my piano teacher was like, this won't do. Yes. You have to be able to read music. So she had to break me like mm. a wild horse. <laughs> and the first couple of years, I just, I had, I really struggled, but I was so passionate about it. Yeah. I was just. Oh, so like, you liked it as a kid. Loved it. it. So I don't have a very good story that a lot of people can relate to because I think a lot of people yeah. hated piano lessons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I All my kids have always my, loved my lessons. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I took piano for a couple of years when I first started out teaching. And oh man, those kids. <laughs> it's rough. Those kids looked at me like I was the worst person. <laughs> like I was the dentist. Right. You know? Yes. Like, come on. Okay. You're learning something cool. Here's a lollipop. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's like that little, uh, the little questionnaire that I've seen floating around like on the, and Facebook memes that like Tommy practices piano for 20 minutes a day, and the answer is Tommy's a big nerd. <laughs> anyway, totally. I'm that would have been me, that, but that's okay. <laughs> that would have been me. I was so into it, and my sister was really good at piano, but she I don't know if she would say she was into it. Mm-hmm. She, older or younger? Older, four years okay. older, three yeah. and a half years older. And I mean, she was into being able to play the piano, but mm-hmm. I think. I had a connection with it early on that I just, I, I couldn't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. I was a sponge and I was all about it. And then in fifth grade, I started violin. Oh, okay. Which I loved a thousand times more than piano. Ah, I just like, okay. oh my gosh, I think it was just closer to the voice. Yes. Even, you mm-hmm. know? And then um, hmm. I didn't take voice lessons until my, like, halfway into my freshman year of college. Oh, okay. I had never taking voice lessons so did you sing though before that like choirs yes. or okay. I sang at church I sang at school I was mm-hmm. in the musicals um okay so you liked acting uh, well oh. you know I started out in the pit 
Oh, I was okay. I was right. the freshman ah. year, sophomore year in high school. I was the rehearsal accompanist, nice. and then junior year, nice. I got sucked in ah. to the dark side up on the stage. But <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> the spin. <laughs> but you know, I didn't. Um, but like, I remember my mom saying, "Can you act?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't know. know. Let's find out. <laughs> Can you dance? Well, Probably not. So no, I kind of got into it. And I, I do. I like acting. I like being mm-hmm. funny on stage. Mm-hmm. That's what I think my opera career kind of, I had a hit with that mm-hmm. um, because I liked being funny and I yeah. grew up on Carol Burnett and Friends and nice. Laverne and Shirley and like all the funny shtick. Yeah. And I just would do that on the operatic stage. Oh, uh, okay. Basically, you know, I liked doing serious stuff too, but um I really am so much more about the music. Mm-hmm. I'm a serious musician, and I like to stand and think about mm-hmm. what I'm singing, and you know, yeah. I, I like to know the chord progressions. And do you like art songs? My favorite. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but this, the be all and all, in my opinion. So uh, yeah. Me too. If so, I could just play for art songs. Singers of our songs, that'd be... Uh, we can arrange that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a lot of friends uh, who just are yeah. desperate to get their art songs out. Yeah. And, you know, why can't we do those as adults, you know? Because we, yeah. we all, every singer learned, you know, copious mm-hmm. amounts of art songs and hmm. in uh, college. Did you have to, or did you get to accompany a lot of people in college? Yes. I did have for to for... Um, for you know scholarship stuff that was uh-huh. tied to it all the time always um i also had to play for choirs which was not my most successful playing that's tough <laughs> um, open face sandwich heart reading is not <laughs> oh and uh yeah but then yeah so accompanying yeah with especially with singers i think i accompanied for everybody it's some you know like every yeah. instrument type or voice type at some Me point too. but it was fun. Me too. Yeah. I know it was fun and I learned so much about, you know, how to fake it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. To make it. I think that's the hardest part is like not reading the notes but reading like figure out which notes you're not going to be reading. That's exactly <laughs> right. And never letting them see you sweat. Right. You know, not throwing the uh, soloist under the bus. Right. Oh my. <laughs> Basically the goal in life. Uh, yeah. Uh, I did a lot of that. Okay. Did you do that for okay for undergrad? And where was undergrad for you? MSU, Missouri State University, which was used to be Southwest Missouri State University, and um, that's where I first heard tales of you. By the way. Oh, really? I love that school. <laughs> My sister went there, so I was oh, the nerdy cool. high school kid who took flute <laughs> lessons from the, <laughs> from the flute teacher there, and so then I would stay and practice and like try to be cool. I love it. And it it's was, a, yeah. you know, it's a great school. Yeah. I think it's better than it's ever been. Have you it seen their really new great. building? I've only seen it in pictures, in pictures and me too. I am jealous. Yeah. I am so jealous that terrible little hall that I had to perform oh, in all jealous. the time. Now it's like gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, I'm really happy for them. I'm kidding. Yeah, that's but good. um yeah, I really I appreciate that school so much and I love what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. It was you know, back then maybe it was it was geared more more toward um, education majors, like oh, okay. performance majors, which I'm glad. I think that is more important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in, in um, a million ways. Yeah, this is teachers teaching teachers teaching right. teachers. Right. <laughs> this is really important, um, and of course, being a, a healthy singer or healthy healthy performing instrumentalist mm-hmm. is very important too. But it 
it is so important that teachers are considered and that they get the best instructors mm-hmm. um, when yeah. you're an undergrad. And that is that's maybe my most passion. I'm I'm the most passionate mm. about that. I think that's I yes I love that because for me I think. I don't know about you, but it, there seemed to always be a stigma about like, oh, I'm a performance major. You're just an ed major. And, uh-huh. uh, and that, yeah, they didn't necessarily always get the best teachers yeah. and they didn't get the best, like the most performing opportunities. Mm-hmm. And it was somehow like, I don't know, like, like almost a double edged sword because they would, it was like expected that they weren't going to be as good mm-hmm. in quotes. And then, and then what am I trying to say? So like that, there was that expectation that they wouldn't yeah. be good. And then they were kind of set up in college to not be able to be That's very exactly good right. because it wasn't expected, why but also they weren't given the opportunities. Yeah. Why wouldn't you give a, okay, let's say a student comes in and says, I want to be a flute. No, I want to be a band, a band mm-hmm. director someday. And, um, you know, we have all of these very small rural schools exactly. all in, throughout yeah. Missouri and Kansas right. everywhere. Um, but I'm thinking of this area and you know, you're going to have to teach flute, everything, everything. Why wouldn't you give the best to that person? Like you need to be armed and have an expectation that they would become, that they would know how to be a good Mm -hmm. performer and director because they're teaching kids. Absolutely. I feel like of all the people music ed needs to have. I totally agree. The most support. I don't know. I recently interviewed, um, at a, a school, I, I didn't, I don't really want to be a college teacher. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I just don't feel passionate about mm-hmm. that right now, but maybe in the future, but I did, I get, I got to interview at a school, oh, cool. yeah, which was a great experience. It Neat. kind of like helped me figure out what my mission statement was right. <laughs> with teaching, which I really didn't know I had one mm-hmm. to begin with. And I couldn't stop talking about this, like, you know, they were interviewing me for a position that could have been maybe not something I would want to do if I didn't have all performers, blah, 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 mm-hmm. performing performance majors, I should say. But I told them, you know, I'm actually more interested in teaching the education majors. Yeah. And they were like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, this is, this is, and I, I think I talked for like 15 minutes about it. I just, yeah, it came gushing out that that's what I was more interested in. And I think they were surprised by that. And I'm surprised that they were surprised. Right. And Why that, but you... I think that to me, that speaks to like our culture's um, view of not only education, but arts education. And we do it to ourselves as musicians. Yes, and I do. don't know why. I don't either. I don't either. Um, my te- my si- sister is a teacher. Mm-hmm. She's a, an English teacher. Oh, okay. Um, middle school. And my oh, husband, boy. I know. Middle school English. I know. She's a, a saint. <laughs> um, and the grammar queen. Nice. <laughs> queen of good grammar. <laughs> um, she's, yeah, she's amazing. And my husband is a mm-hmm. high school choir director. And Oh, yeah. Right I, down the road. Right I down the road. I forgot about that. That's right down right. the road. <laughs> and when I see what they have to do in a day. Yes. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I don't know how their voices continue to work. In fact, mm-hmm. my sister, she's a really great singer. And on Friday nights, you know, we, we know that she's going to have no voice, no yeah. energy, no nothing. Right. Because it's... It's just go, go, go. Yeah. And for choir directors, you are, this is your note, this is your note. Yes. You know, there's so much that you have to do yeah. on the fly. And there's so much work um, musically mm-hmm. and energetically. It's just, 
yeah. incredible. So why wouldn't you? You know, my husband actually, he, you should interview him mm. because okay. he's yeah, on the list. Sam Anderson. That's <laughs> Sam Anderson. <laughs> Rockhurst High School. <laughs> he uh, he stayed a fifth year. Mm-hmm. He got all of his coursework done. Coursework done. He stayed a fifth year to take voice lessons. Oh, neat. And he treated Wait, himself so like a he was, major. Uh, what was his major? Education. Yeah. So he got and everything done in four years. And then, oh, well, I'm sure his student taught the, the fifth yeah. year. Emphasis in choral. I think that's and they didn't make him take is. voice? He took voice all throughout. Oh, he oh I see. didn't get to focus, you know, because yeah. you had all of those sure. courses that you have to take. <clears throat> I see. And so he stayed an additional year mm-hmm. or semester at least before student teaching, just so he could give a, first of all, you didn't have to give a real recital yeah, the final year. I don't year. understand that. I can't believe that. I mean, I understand in terms of the workload because they're acknowledging that it is a yeah. heavy degree. But sure. And you do have the student teaching element different. and you got to get out there and start making money. Right. But he really wanted to do a yeah. real recital, so he did a real recital. Yeah, and he said he learned so much. He was so strong as a singer mm-hmm. when he started out and felt like he could make it through the day without... Ah, because really he had tired. the technique. Mm-hmm. Ah. So, case in mm-hmm. point, right yeah. there. That's it. I mean, that's just... Um, hmm. But he just... That was voluntary. Right. Voluntary, yeah. yeah, and out of his own mm, pocket. Right, know. that's what, the other thing. That's yeah. the other thing. Yeah, if you go to a, <laughs> a private school, I know that there, you, there's crunch time. You know, mm-hmm. you, you get four years, and then your scholarship goes away or whatever. Right. So right. not everybody can do that. Or but, music um, ed, it's what five now, I think. And another thing about <laughs> Sam, and um, I'm discovering, you know, my studio now is all adult women, mm. and <clears throat> this goes in keeping with that. I, I really feel like there are a lot of professional singers in town, and um, I know from experience with them, a lot of them don't take voice lessons anymore. Mm. There aren't a lot of teachers who teach. Yeah, adults. Yeah, adults. uh, um, I don't think. I mean, maybe there are, and I just don't know about them, but, you know, that is really important. Mm. Yeah. I don't take, I I bet I probably take a voice lesson once every six months. Yeah. It is invaluable to me. I need someone to check in on me yeah. and see what are, what are you doing now? <laughs> How do you feel like as a as a professional and an adult? What do lessons for you look like? Because I feel like for me that's shifted in more like a peer to peer. Like yeah, it's not so much that I want you to like instruct me yeah. as much as I want feedback from people that I really value mm-hmm. as musicians too. So I you know that's so, right. How does that work for you? <clears throat> Same for me. It's um, my my voice teacher recently moved away, oh. and um, I she was my same voice teacher Who, in who's grad that school in Chibashar. Oh, okay. In Chibashar, she's phenomenal, oh. and I can take Skype lessons from her if I want to. But, yeah, but I'm so old fashioned. I don't know if I can do it. I, I know. need to hug her first. <laughs> there needs to be hugging involved. <laughs> she's like she's such a guru. I just yeah. like I need to be in her presence. Um, but. Um, Ooh, let's come back to that. Yeah. Okay. Talking about when we do get into mindfulness. Yes. Talking about like the energy and the, of, of one-on-one and, and other people. It's going to be, that's going to be different for Mm -hmm. singers Mm -hmm. than instrumentalists. As you know, I mean, um, I haven't had an instrumental lesson Mm -hmm. in quite some time. Oh my gosh. 25 years. (laughs) years. Um, but 
It is so different. Yeah. And there's a, um, a real, in my opinion, there's a real need for um, black and white a little bit more in voice lessons that mm. we don't have. I just wrote a practice journal yes. that uh, is called Grow Your Voice. And by the way, Sarah runs Raise Your Voice. Raise Your Voice KC. KC right. It's a new brand. Yes. Okay. And it's all about um, making, I'd love to add mindfulness to it in some way mm. when you talk about that. Okay, sure. Um, it's about making, um, making your singing, practicing, teaching, performing mm-hmm. just a little bit easier with, or more fun, um, with workshops. I obviously have a private lesson studio. Um, there's a practice journal, there's a warm up CD for your car. So on your way to rehearsal, you <laughs> pop it in and you sing along with me. That's a good idea. Yeah. It's great. It's so great. Um, and then, you know, we have silly merchandise, like, you know, I need to get those t-shirts. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Buy local t-shirts. I just do that because I'm in love with Kansas City, and I I want people to feel like they have a voice in Kansas City, especially women, adult women, who feel like, well, I'm not a professional singer, but I want to be in a choir, and I want to just be able to breathe better in my choral experience. What's so wrong with that? And we have a lot of opportunities in the city, which is a lot of opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a one-stop shop. You can get on mm-hmm. raiseyourvoicekc.com and just see, I have my performance calendar on there, but there's a lot more too. There's a, a musician links page where if you're looking for a piano teacher, are you Ooh. on there? You don't have time to be. No, <laughs> I, no I, I would love to be. I have no idea. I didn't realize you did that. I'm not on there of my own volition, but I mean, of my, like, I didn't add myself. What should I say? Though? Okay. <laughs> but I would happily be. He'll be doing that. Okay. We'll be doing that soon. You can find a piano teacher. You can find a singer for your wedding or, you know, oh, cool. it, it's just a nice list. And then there's a choral links page where if oh. you want to be in a choir, there's a yeah. little description and it's hmm. just, um, and then, of course, if you want to advertise your studio, that's oh, okay. that works for that way too. Oh, and cool. That's just a free service. Mm-hmm. I am over the moon to mm. provide because a lot of people ask me for advice, and that's then cool. I can just give it more succinctly. Yeah. Um, but all of this to say, um, the this the singing world, the voice teaching world, I'm sure is multifaceted. But what my experience of it is. It needs to be a nurturing, warm environment. Mm-hmm. It needs to be extremely mindful and, or but, but I think it's more and, it also does need to be sort of cut and dry in some ways mm-hmm. that it is not. And my, my practice journal does, at the very beginning, it talks about take a moment to just be in your space, mm-hmm. calm down, stop thinking about your to-do list. Mm-hmm. You are going to get something more out of this practice session than good singing. Yeah. You're going to calm down. You're mm-hmm. going to turn off CNN. And if you don't, it's, it's, it's not it's, as, it, yeah, you're, you're missing so yeah. much. I was going to say it's not productive, but I almost think it's even counterproductive. It's like Absolutely. negative and, and that's right. There's one section that says, it's at the very end, it's called Reflect. Mm-hmm. And it says, um, think about, think back to your practice. It's been 15 minutes, let's say. Singers can't mm-hmm. practice for a long, long time, right. like pianists Different. can yeah. or instrumentalists can. But um, think back, what negative thing were you telling yourself mm-hmm. over and over? Because we all have that one thing that maybe your mom said <laughs> growing up. 
or you know, you know, my, my thing would be every performance I've ever done, there's always a rehearsal that the, the mm. director's worried about me being heard. Am mm. I a big enough, loud enough singer? And I it was not set on this planet to be the biggest, loudest right. singer. So uh, play softer, but oh well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they don't want to right. play softer, <laughs> there's always this concern. Can you yes. hear her? Can you hear her? And so when I practice, yeah. I have this thing to fight. Mm-hmm. And so I make you write it in the practice journal. Mm-hmm. I make you write that thing down that you keep saying over and over in your head and then cross it out. Mm. Just to make some sort of black and white, like, you are saying that. Let's recognize it. And now cross it out and Try not to think that next time hmm. and just be more mindful of what you're doing right now without the judgment loop. Right. The judgment loop just gets in the way. Yeah. And then the stuff in the middle, while it's not super black and white because I didn't want to get in the way of other teachers. Sure. Technique, yes. Uh-huh. I just did a little checklist of focusing on just the mindset basically yeah. of, of singing and um, how to rehearse. But Really, when I think about all my instrumental experiences, mm-hmm. it was so much more black and white than that. Lesson one, conquer. Yes. Lesson two, conquer. Yeah, you're right. It, this it, phase of technique, and now we go to this thing. That's then, right. That's yeah. right. So I, the, the practice journal is the same exact thing every single day, so that at least my hope is that you can look back. You can go oh. two weeks back and be like, oh, I practiced for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I felt amazing. That judgment loop was quite positive actually at the end uh-huh. because I spent some time with myself or you look back and you say, you know what? I haven't been meditating at all at the beginning. I have uh-huh. not right. myself mm. and look at all the mm. negativity that happened after mm. it. And so That's hopefully neat. it just brings it's... it, makes it a little bit more succinct for singers. Yeah. Because it's just so and concrete. Yeah. More concrete it. because yeah. it's not about, you know, the, the greatest thing about the piano is that you look down, you see all the keys. <laughs> the fingering is either the wrong yep. fingering or the right fingering. The wrong, right note or the wrong note. <laughs> right yeah. the wrong note. And just to have a, just yeah. a little bit of that for singers would be okay. nice. So, yeah. that's. Um, but there is a lot of <clears throat> the mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Of, that's um, what I was just thinking. This is, ties right in. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's really great. <laughs> and it's helping me, actually. I'm actually starting to use it more in my studio for the lessons Right. Like, how do you, you know, the first, the first question is what is your, set your intention for yes. the day? Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you say that, Isn't that the because greatest? when I ask my students to play their pieces some, beforehand, I don't always remember to ask them this, but uh-huh. it's always in my mind and I always communicate with them at, about this at some point, but what's your goal for your performance this second? Because it's going to change. And if you don't have a goal, you don't know if you met it. That is exactly right. And if you know, as a teacher, my mm. student is angry. Yes. Today. Yeah. And which is okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she pounds out yep. this piano piece like I've never heard. Mm-hmm. I'm going to know why. And maybe, yeah. do you feel better now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or like, I don't know about you, but for me, I feel like with as teachers, we get at, to see a very, very small part of our students' lives just mm-hmm. in the time we spend with them per week, but also yeah. just even though maybe I, you know they're with us for years, that's actually not their whole musical journey. They've had some mm-hmm. before. They've ha- they'll have more after, and that's we right. don't know what they're doing outside of our time, you know. Exactly. And so they have different goals, and maybe I have a goal for them, and you know maybe those line up, and we talk about that. But they might actually have a totally different goal for their absolutely their 
that piece or their performance and and I just I'd like to know what that is because sometimes yeah sometimes we have to say well I think maybe that's not the right place to go for right now but most of the time it's fine and most Mm -hmm. of the time it's I it's just nice to know and so yeah and also like for for singers if Mm -hmm. you teach high school Mm -hmm. students they have a choir director every day of the week exactly most places every day of the week and so we don't know exactly what they're learning all week long in that environment and so they come and you know you want to be respectful of Of that choir director but you also want to say that that's choir and exactly it's different yeah Yeah. maybe the director is that doesn't give preferential treatment to that student or Mm -hmm. does or Mm -hmm. who knows what's going on there so yeah it's really nice to kind of I I'm over the moon about it already because my students I just know exactly what to teach them yeah. when they say, I'm looking for joy today because yes, exactly. dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the lesson just snaps yep. into this, has this one attitude, mm-hmm. and that matters to me. I'm, I'm yes. just not there to warm you up. Oh my gosh, yes. And I know that some teachers like to stay away from that side, and uh-huh. um, and that's, that's fine. That's how they like to teach, so... There's room for that, I think. Yeah. Um, for it's me, I me. can't do that. Yeah, I, I feel like music is <laughs> whole mind and body, totally. and you have to know. But And I know for me, too, sometimes I'll go in, and I'm working on stuff, and I'm going to play it for somebody. Um, and, I, like, I pick <laughs> – this is, I don't know, good or bad. But, you know, like, depending on the stage where I'm at, I'll pick different people because I'll, mm-hmm. I know what I need to hear. And I already know. Of course we know what, you know, what we need to work on and where – we're at in the stage of learning or preparing or whatever. And so I know like, okay, today I need, I need some positivity. So I'm going to go play for, you know, so-and-so and and get feedback because I know they'll have good things to say Mm -hmm. and they'll still be honest, but you know, and then I'll know like, okay, I'm thinking I'm pretty solid here. I need to have like, go play for somebody who's going to like rock my world. really honest that's so smart because it's you're controlling your situation as much as you can and and you need that when you're trying to step out and Mm. um, try something new yeah I think that's but but our students have that too I think and we've got to be in tune to knowing like maybe Mm -hmm. when they're getting ready for a performance maybe that day their uh, their definition of success for that performance is going to be just to freaking make it through that, you know that's right and then there will be other days where they mm-hmm. once they've done that they can say i've done that and now my goal is to sing as i play or whatever right. you know and to make it musical well and singing in, in, in singing there's mm-hmm. a luxury because a lot of the pieces are, are usually short enough that you can let a person sing all i always almost always mm-hmm. let a person sing all the way through the song mm-hmm. the first time and i don't say anything mm-hmm. we just let's just get through this yeah. let's just enjoy it because the first time out the gate, you may just be making mistakes right. because your head is still not in the game. Right. And then, okay, now this we've we've gone through this. We know where we are. We're at mm-hmm. about a C plus. Right. Feeling yeah. Not great, but that's okay. Let's just concentrate on one thing this time. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to focus on the character and mm-hmm. see how your voice kind of steps up to that. Yeah. And then the next time, let's just count. Exactly. And it's amazing how we just completely overwhelm ourselves thinking we have to have all the mm-hmm. answers one time through, getting it right the first time. Right. 
I, I can't believe I'm talking about this because I'm the worst. <laughs> the I want to open up the music and be like, I can sight read this at a professional totally, level. Totally, yeah. totally. I expect no less uh, from yeah. myself. And then here I am telling others like, just breathe, man. It's okay to make a mistake. I'm so terrible to myself. So really that journal is for me. Yes. <laughs> do you think that we do this as musicians, like we're perfectionists? And we teach because we see that in ourselves. And so then we mm-hmm. try to fix our mistakes in our students. Uh, yes. That's terrible. Wow. I just... Yep. <laughs> I think my mom would tell you that I'm not a perfectionist because mm-hmm. she saw early on um, some really healthy behavior that I did naturally. I would mm-hmm. like, I was a really good student, but I got a couple bad grades, like maybe the entire 20 million years I went to school. Um, (laughs) And when I got that bad grade, she still talks about it. It was probably like third, third or fifth grade Mm -hmm. around there. I came home and I was like, I got a D on a test. And she was like, Oh, (laughs) and I said, Oh, well, and I I sort of blew off, but you know, I think that could also be perfectionism too. Like there's nothing I can do about it mm. now. But I didn't study at uh-huh. museum and I didn't practice. I didn't practice like badgering practice. And that's yeah. one thing I want to talk about <clears throat> today is like the mm-hmm. mindful practicing yep. of like um, practicing efficiently versus yes. beating it into your skull, mm-hmm. which has to, there's a little bit of that that has to happen. Right. But um, I, I don't see a lot of benefit from that mm. over and over again. I've done it before. I've right. definitely yes, done it. We, yeah. I don't know if I'm a perfectionist as much as um, dysfunctional. <laughs> <laughs> I just expect the world from yeah. myself and yeah. I expect nothing mm-hmm. from anyone else. Mm-hmm. I'm just an island. I can totally relate. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, well, except perhaps in my family. <laughs> And my husband would be like, uh, yeah, you have like, expectations. <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> yes, yes, that would be true. That would be, yes, you can, you but, can be this amazing, powerful person if he just takes out that yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I did right before you got here. <laughs> anyway. I'd like to thank uh, Sam Anderson for taking out the trash this morning for me so that I could be here. Uh, that's awesome. Doing this great thing. I didn't finish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, yes, I um I think that it's one thing to talk about be like helping our students be mindful and a whole mm-hmm. other thing to talk about ourselves yes. doing this. I've made this this rule I, yeah. I've made a commitment to myself mm-hmm. with this Grow Your Voice journal to yeah. actually do it. Yeah. And I I've, I've become really close friends with an amazing pianist in town mm. who just moved here and he um I don't think he'd be weirded out by saying by my saying yeah. Um, he meditates before he practices every, he calls it, I just sit. Yeah. (laughs) I just sit and think for about Mm -hmm. 15 minutes before he Mm. even sits down at the organ, piano, harpsichord. Is this Kurt? I know. Well, I don't know him, know him, but anyway. Okay. Yeah. I I think he's great. I played a wedding. It shows in his playing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It shows in his playing. It shows in who he is. He's got... I read some of his blog. Yes. Oh my gosh. You should interview him. Okay. I'll write him. Kurt Connect. Now everybody knows that Kurt Connect meditates. Well, I linked one of his blog articles actually on my Facebook page because it was so good. Anyway. He is a gem. Yeah. 
He is awesome. an absolute gem. Mm. I'm learning so much from him, just being around him. And yeah. Oh, because he's at uh, he's at St. Paul's. Paul's. That's right. And my okay. Husband's at Saint That's Paul's right. Too, and it is a, just an absolute yeah. joy oh, to cool. hear him every Sunday morning, but also to know him as a friend mm-hmm. and, and kind of um, yeah. the same age. Oh, cool. But I feel like he's so advanced. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a step ahead of me with this mindfulness that's thing, cool. that's for sure. So, yeah. mm. That's another thing anyway, about yeah, mindfulness, okay. you know, being around people <laughs> who are also mindful. And that's right. hard to find in this biz. Yes. You know? So it's really good what you're doing. Hmm. You're expanding this topic. I hope so. You know? Yeah. Thanks for listening to part one of my interview with Sarah Tannehill Anderson. I'm your host, Jessica Kebby, and stay tuned for part two. In that episode, we'll discuss the beginning of Sarah's vocal education and career, unique challenges singers face, the importance of being vulnerable and cultivating vulnerability in our students, channeling emotions and dealing with difficult life circumstances with and through music, and the drama of being a professional musician and opera singer. One of Sarah's and my favorite podcasts, Food Heals Nation, gets a mention, as does the incomparable Christine Gerke. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, and thanks for listening. If you've found this podcast to be helpful, please let us and others know. And don't forget to subscribe so you stay up to date with our latest episodes. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mindfulmusicped, on Twitter at mindfulmusicped, or you can contact us at mindfulmusicpedagogy.com, where you can also find other helpful resources.